Hello everyone and welcome to the 28th episode of Career Podcast. Today I'm joined with Rasha Alam. She's a painter from Qatar. She was winner in Aisha Lit competition, child photo, child photo category, uh, and also winner of several realistic painting competitions in Culture City, Qatar. And with that out of the way, could you please give us a little introduction on how you got into visual arts and design? Um, sorry, I didn't understand that question. Can you please repeat? Can we stop now? All right, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, but, um, could you please but, give uh, us a little intro? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I read. I already listened the introduction. But from Qatar, you mean I am having a Qatari nationality? Because I am not. Um, that's. I think. Um, that was. Uh, well, could you please? No, I mean that was uh, the info that was available on your website. I mean that's why I mentioned. Qatar, but uh, actually, I am originally from Egypt. So yes, oh, I am Egyptian awesome. already. So nice. if you said I am from Qatar, maybe everybody will think I am Qatari artist, and I, I am only ah uh, yes Qatar. yes. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I fix that right now. Sorry <laughs> about this, but I um, thought so. if, if somebody here, it's <laughs> no really, problem. really yeah. wrong information, and um, it's. I wanted to say the truth. <laughs> it's misunderstanding. Yeah, 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 yeah I mean, misunderstanding. Fair yes. enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And uh, well, let me repeat mm-hmm. my question again. Um, give us a little introduction on how you got into visual arts and design. Um. I since my childhood, it's uh, well, it was my passion to draw and to paint, and that was my dream for many many years. So I uh, when I when I was in high school, I they made me an exhibition in this in in my school, and that was like a, a great achievement for me. Uh, so I I decided to to go to an art school, art university. But actually my family didn't support that idea so much because, you know, um, there's uh, many, many parents um, prefer a stability uh, income, a stability job, a job more secure than being a freelance artist. So my family advised me to study something else. And I really did. <laughs> I studied uh, marketing and business administration for some years but um, my dream was always in my mind um, to be an artist so I, I decided to study later after I finished my education in marketing I studied uh, art uh, in, um, in Florence Art Academy uh, and here I started to, to know more about painting and drawing, not only from my own education. I was like self-educating my, um, for many, many years. But when I got to Florence, I really realized the scientific part of painting and drawing. And that was really amazing, of course, And because when you mix your talent with solid information and science, I think the results are much better than only struggling alone teaching yourself. So I here I started to dedicate more time to painting and visual art. That was almost I can't remember how many years now, but many many years. <laughs> here we I started. 
All right. And actually, you mentioned that first you went, um, you, you were studying marketing, if I'm not mistaken. And on that note, I would like to ask another question. Um, after you finished your marketing degree, were you, what career path were you pursuing after that? Did you, like, what occupation did you have before you became like an artist? That's basically what I'm trying to ask. Yes, I was working in a television channel in Qatar and for kids, for children, to teach them uh, Arabic language and dedicated to two years, starting from two years old to six years old. And I, it was a lot of fun working in course in that channel. But my job was um, far away from visual design or visual art. My job was more into marketing the place, uh, promoting our programs uh, for kids. So it was um, really, really different. But I decided to do this job and to go more for this career until I am sure and financially as well secured to be able to open my own studio and start my career as a freelance artist. Honestly, to be a freelance painter, it's, um, it's not easy uh, to live with, especially the competition is high. A lot of people, a lot of artists are doing great and amazing. So selling your work and showing and exhibiting is a, it, it's really, really tough these days. So I, I, that's why I was always trying to do two things, to be a freelance painter and at the same time to have a job until I felt like, no, I need to be a full-time freelance painter. Uh, when I felt I'm ready to do that, I, I, I quit my job and I really opened the studio and I, I dedicate full-time job to be a freelance painter. So my, my career was in a TV uh, channel, television channel. All right. And what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on? And tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. Design. Um, what do you mean by design? Uh, not just design. Like what? What area oh. of visual arts you're focusing on right now? I mean, of course, we like I, in the introduction. I already mentioned yes. you're a painter. Um, but uh, yeah, could you basically deep dive deep into that and explain to us like how did it start for you and? Yes. Sure your whole journey throughout? Uh, since I told you since childhood, I love to draw and paint. And I love a lot to work uh, in many materials, yes. But mostly I prefer to work with oil, material, and charcoal. So I am in portrait. So mostly my work stress on uh, two materials, which is oil, and charcoal and a lot of more into figurative art i don't do a lot of landscapes or no i i mainly i i find myself more attracted to figurative art especially portraits so if you can say for many years now i still find myself enjoying working in figurative and portrait with these two materials 
I like to introduce more materials to my work, but it depends also on on what I want to say. Mostly, I find I find what I want um, in these two materials. All right, and um, did you start by learning and doing sketching and drawing, then transition into oil painting, or you started learning oil painting and you just learned the fundamentals of drawing along the way? Do you yes. know what I mean? I understand what. Uh, yes, um, I always prefer to use sketches. Yes, definitely, and that's really really good thing to do. When you want to do a project, when I want to do my, my project about a, a new uh, painting, I prefer to do many sketches, many, many sketches from different angles for, with different lights until I reach the one I feel I like the most. And how I decide, I decide depending on my own eyes. I believe my eyes, I believe my intuition. So I, I always make one, two, three sketches until I reach oh, this is the one, then I start painting this. I believe this is uh, better than going directly with your piece, especially if you work on a big scale. I work mostly on big scales. And when I work on a big scale, I want to be more secured about my idea is going to be good. And it's going to be like, I I want to get used to it, like a warm-up. So sketches, yes, I, I always do sketches. Okay, and uh, how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a project? I start with uh, a reference. I need always a reference image. I rarely paint from nature or from a live model. I do that sometimes only for study. But when I want to do uh, a big piece, I prefer to use uh, reference images. Um, I always take these photos by myself. So I start taking the photos, many, many photos. Then I start doing some sketches with different colors. And sometimes with black and white, sometimes I use only charcoal to stress on the values of what I want to do. Then I transfer this to my canvas, step by step, slowly. And I prefer to work on very long term. Better For me, it works for me better than doing a piece in a week or a 10 days and then I'm done. No, I prefer to work, for example, uh, two days, three days, continuous. Then I stop and I hide the painting. I don't want to see it. Then I come back again after another two, three days to see it. I see it differently. Believe me, I see it differently than the last time I left it. Uh, When I work continuous on a painting without taking a break, I don't, I don't feel any, anything the painting tells me to do. I feel like the painting wants to, to rest in my mind, to refresh myself and to see it with different eyes. So I, that's why I prefer also to work in two pieces at the same time. So I, I, when, I, when I give myself a break from this, for, from one painting in two or three days, so I have some more time to, to go to the other one. Um, I feel 
this is of course I reached this process after many 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 years of um, working only on one piece every day every day until I, I don't see it anymore so I, I reached this conclusion it's better to work for me it works much much better to do two three pieces and in the same time, and I work, I take a break, I come back, and I see it after one month or one or two months, I, I add more. Here, the painting, I feel we have a long conversation together. And here I feel um, like I can't say anymore in this painting. I, uh, there is nothing else to do, so I decide to stop. This is the whole process. So I start with my cameras, then I end up with <laughs> with the painting. All right, that actually sounds like such a organic process, like for working on your designs. Um, by designs, I mean of course your artworks. Um, that's the word I usually use. Um, what is the main subject of your artworks and what made them interesting to you, both in painting and photography as well? Uh, mostly in human beings, uh, figurative art portraits. Uh, this is, I am I'm feeling attracted to this subject all the time. I do other uh, stuff, but Mm, I always, when I do other stuff, I always miss going back to my main subject, which is um, portraits or um, or a figure. So I mainly, I, I always uh, photograph kids as well, children, because I see them very active, um, very pure. Um, it's fun to deal with them. And in painting, it depends on the model. When I when I see a model, I see a person. Of course, he or she doesn't be doesn't have to be a professional model. But when I see a person or I'm, or my friend or um, people around me, I ask them permission first if they are interested to be in my painting. Uh, mostly, I'm lucky. They say yes. <laughs> so I. Uh, I photograph, I start with photographing them and I always do portraits of them. All right, and what uh, now? This question is just a bit more specific to photography side. Um, what lights do you use in your studio and how? Oh, sorry, actually, my bad. <laughs> The next question is for photography. Um, what lights do you use in your studio and how do you keep your paints fresh on the animal table overnight or over several days of no use? You mean the lights I use in taking photos? Um, no. Um, in your uh, painting oh, when studio. I, when I paint, what light I use? Hmm, yes. That's really a good question. And also, how do you keep your paints? <laughs> yes, very good question. I always use, uh, I don't know the name of this light, but I always like to mix between warm and cold light to work in. Of course, and window light. But um, when the night comes and I still want to work, I prefer to mix this to any kind of white, uh, cold uh, light with a warm one because sometimes when I use only cold it's deceiving my, my colors and vice versa when I use only warm 
So I mix these two together. And of course, perfectly, the window light is the most perfect one. I always wake up very, very early to catch the, as, as long light as I can from the nature. Um, about painting and how I keep them, I prefer to keep them in a dark place without sunlight because sunlight will damage the oil in the long run. And I keep them, of course, in a dry place, very, very dry, avoiding humidity. Um, this can, can help the painting and the oil to live longer and to protect it. Also, I use varnish to protect from the dust, from, of course, a lot of pollution. So I, uh, I always use these things. All right, and how to get noticed by other studios and how to present your portfolio and your resume as an artist? Like basically any tips and advice on that? I was uh, reading a book one time and say, I believe in that say, and it's really working. <laughs> if you want something to be heard, if you want to, your word to be heard, you have to shout out for it. So if you are a painter, I think it's important to be on the social media, to, be, have, um, to have a website, uh, of course, in, in real galleries. So most, mostly um, social media nowadays is very important, I think, especially for painters and photographers. So being on social media gives me a lot of uh, exposure. Um, in your country... In my country, I try to see good galleries and I try to speak to the gallery manager about my work. I, I try to reach them, of course. But actually, um, in my case, I was always uh, reached from social media. I don't know if this is the case with everybody or not, but this happened with me. From social media, I, I knew many, many galleries, many good galleries. And nowadays, it's not only about the gallery in your country or in your neighborhood. It could be in, in any other country. You can ship your work. So it's not a difficult thing now to shout out for your work. Most important is to think about what, you, what I want to do and not focus so much about, ah, oh, it's done before, it's done before. Everything is done before. I don't put this in my mind a lot. I only I care about doing it my way. This is the most important thing I give an advice to to other painters. It's important to not to focus so much on creating something never happened because I I don't think this exists. <laughs> Everything's happened and uh, everything's done. And when you search for anything, you, I think we will find it on, uh, on the internet. So focus better on doing um, a subject, maybe done a million times before, but you do it your way. This is much, much more important than creating something that doesn't exist. Because um, if we are honest with ourselves in... Um, Creating that subject in our own way, I'm sure it will reach uh, your viewer. Viewers will, will, will absorb and 
love the work that you are honest the most in it. I mean by the word honest is is this point, is to do it your way, not trying to do other artists' way or not trying to do other... Um, even if you love so much many other artists, it's, it's, very, it's very important to try to separate yourself from them and do your own what you feel about it, what you see about it, not what has done before. This is really, really important. And the next question is kind of like an extension to the question I previously asked, but it is like how to grow on social media as an artist. Um, I, I believe giving information, giving more uh, work in process, giving more uh, what's behind the scene is important because um, people who are interested in art would like to know what happened before this piece, like how it looks like before it's finished. How did you do it? Uh, how long did it take you to do it? What material? If you give people these kinds of information, I think uh, it will it will attract them to to be to be following you more and to to be interested and curious more to know about you. Because for me, I think it's um, it's an it's two ways relationship, not only a one way. One way only, just posting or just um, just exhibiting your work uh, without giving information as you want to take. Uh, it's um, it doesn't work. It works better when uh, when I give and take. Give some tips, give some advices to others in the same field as you. Many, many painters, many students, many people who are interested in um, in art would love to know more about how you, for example, how to prepare the canvas, how to varnish the painting, which is the best thing to do when you are searching for a paper brand. What is what is the good paper for for which material? If we give, if we interact more with our people, with our community, with uh, on social media, we will reach them more. And you open the door for ask for them to ask you questions, to learn from you. I think this is um, this is important. Yeah, definitely. Interacting with your audience is the key. Like, I mean, sometimes you get uh, those like bot pro profiles that sometimes comment on your Instagram page. I mean, that's obviously bots, but sometimes, you know, through the hashtags and the algorithm of Instagram or other social medias, you get like people who comment on your work and say, oh, nice. And you and people uh, a lot of time don't even answer those comments. I mean, you, you always have to be. Uh, super interactive with your audience. I mean, of course. And um, next question is also related to pay painting. And it is, how do you start selling your paintings as a fairly new artist? Um, I will I will talk about myself because this is my, um, my experiment. I sell through my website sometimes. And through the gallery, I exhibit in. Uh, so these two ways are the best. 
you exhibit, I exhibit in a good gallery and through website, it's, it's not a bad idea to sell through your website. It's not a bad idea. And also I sell, uh, through art fair, small art fairs in, in my neighborhood, in my area. I always participate in art fairs, in small art fairs. And there I, it's, it's very easy to sell because they are done mainly for people who are interested in art. So, uh, if, uh, if you, if we think about selling to do a really good uh, website for selling, uh, try to reach, uh, galleries and art fairs, small art fairs. All right. And actually this qu next question is the photography question I <laughs> thought I was going to ask, but now this time it's actually a photography question. Um, what type of cameras do you shoot with and which is your favorite lens and why that is your favorite lens? Oh, that's, um, that's a long story. I like so much many cameras, but uh, I use mostly Leica, Leica camera, the M uh, type, um, and I use Nikon. Each camera has a different personality. It's exactly like, like, uh, like really, really different character than the other. The Leica gives me more uh, personal photograph, more, um, more kind of more intimate photograph because I feel in Leica that I can uh, control everything I want. Um, I, I can do my own scene. I can create it um, easily and I can get a result without any even editing on Lightroom. Sometimes only trying to change in Leica gets you what you want without editing a lot. Nikon is, I prefer to use the Nikon when I am working with kids, for example, when I photograph children or um, more active uh, subject. Leica better when I use, I use it better when I, um, photograph adults in a low light, for example, in a medium light. So it depends. It depends on, on the results I'm looking for. When I prefer to, to go for results that are um, very controlled scene, I use the Leica. But when I want to get results with active subject like children, for example, birds or, or moving subjects, I prefer to use the Nikon because the Nikon is really, really good in this. And I use um, mostly 50 lens and 35 I have. This one, I think they are very, very good for me, especially when I do portraits. All right. And uh, actually, there was a post on your Instagram, um, which you, which your standing next to a painting of a child with a red sweater and the caption is you have been invited to be part of the international woman day exhibition in the in a museum in barcelona and could you please tell us about that experience or how it went or if that even happened by now yeah it's um 
for, I will talk about the painting and how did I choose that model. This model is a little girl. <laughs> She's, she, was, she was five years old on that time. And um, she was, we were doing like an, an activity of kids playing together. And, and I suddenly, um, she, she was playing with a, like a net on her head. And I saw this scene and I, I liked it a lot. And I asked her, would you like we take pictures? Maybe we make photo- paintings of this. And she said, yes, yes. So actually me and her, we, <laughs> we decided on the idea. And then I, uh, I took the photos, the many, many photos as a reference. And I liked them a lot. I felt like I really want to paint these pictures. And I, when I painted this uh, picture, um, the Mia Museum, which I'm really, really something I'm so proud of, and that it was like a big honor for me, they invited me to to participate in that show, International Women Show. And I thought about this uh, painting especially to participate with because um, <laughs> that painting was a sharing idea between a five years old and between me. So I felt like it doesn't matter that most of women, even if you are five years old, <laughs> even if she's grown up, even if she's really, really a senior age, they are all uh, <laughs> looking the life, I think, the same. Uh, many links between us in all the ages. So I felt it's a, it's a good connection to do. And, um, and yes, I, I participate. Uh, I, it will be in show next month on the 8th of March. Hopefully, I, I wanted to go to Barcelona <laughs> to attend the opening, but... Um, I don't know if it will, it will work or not. But of course, I, I will be online to, to see everything. <laughs> well, I mean, if even if uh, because of the travel restrictions, I think they could manage like a virtual gallery and exhibition uh, because a lot of museums have done it in, in the past year. Um, I think you're probably going to, I don't know, that's just what I assume would happen if, if the event wouldn't like be, you know, held normally, the artists would ship their artworks to the museum and they're going to put it there like a virtual live show that people can join. I don't know. Maybe it could become that no, way. No, this show is real, not virtual, because I think um, they are following the restrictions. The exhibition will last for a long time. So we minimize the numbers of people attending the show um because of the distance and these restrictions um so i think it, um, it's gonna be okay for people to see it in rio the um, the thing is i really wanted to go but there is a travel um problem not problems but travel restrictions as you said so i will not be able to go i hope next year <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, like last year, people told us, like every government told us that by two, three weeks, the quarantine would be lifted. But it's now been a year and it's still ongoing. But <laughs> let's, let's, hope, let, let's, let's, hope. let's be positive. Yes. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, let's not go into that subject <laughs> anymore. Um, all right. Next question. Um, who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? I um, I start from childhood. Our favorite artists, and, and until now, 
Uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh was and still my my favorite artist. Of course, I like also Diga, uh, Egon Schiele, um, many others. But what I like about Van Gogh paintings are they are very bold. Um, how the colors are not blended, how it's very aggressive and uh, pure, fresh. Um, that was always attracting me in his work and until now. Um, but about um, more artists, I think many, many more, but um, every artist I like has something I can attracting me a lot. For example, also Klimt and Egon Schiele works are the same. Very beautiful colors. Um, it doesn't matter to be happy colors or sad colors, but they use colors in a way that is really pure and fresh. That attracts me a lot. All right, and what are you working on right now that you can tell us about? What kind of project is it? Um, for now, I work on a solo on an idea for my solo show. Um, it's gonna it should be next year, but I didn't collect ideas, many ideas yet. So um, I'm just doing some sketches. I uh, I have a model. I already decided on one model, and luckily she lives nearby, so she always comes and I do live sketches uh, about her uh, from her. And um, but until now I didn't hold a solid idea about the solo show. Plus, I also work a lot these days in teaching. I'm teaching um, a portrait. In oil and in charcoal, I'm teaching. Uh, I'm working on making a small book about uh, oil painting and charcoal drawing because this subject really, really interests me. To have uh, many information about um, portrait painting and drawing in one place as a reference for my students. When I was studying, especially when I was studying alone, I was struggling and suffering a lot because of lack of, uh, of one source. Of course, I know one source is impossible. It's, it's, it's very important to have many, many sources to learn from. But I mean, I, I'm trying as much as I can to collect information in one place as a reference for my students to, to make life easier for them when they need a reference. For example... In any job, you always have a reference to go back to, to get the, the principle, the main principle. You have to get back to it. And I'm trying to do that these days. I'm working on a book about portrait, um, a small book, um, more specific, discussing a lot about colors, uh, skin tones, how to reach them. And what is, I'm not saying wrong or right, but why? I'm trying to stress on why sometimes when you see a portrait, you say, oh, it's beautiful. And why sometimes when you see it, you say, mm, it's, it's 
it's okay, but you, you, you don't feel attracted to see it again. I want also to stress this why. Why, why there is one work, viewers see it is better than the other. I am trying because, of course, there is, there is no absolute information in art, but I am trying to write what I feel and share this with my students. All right, and um, what area besides the area you're working on right now, which is, of course, painting and um, photography, are you interested to explore and learn in the future? Um, what I mean by that, imagine, um, like I say this in every episode, and I, and I think I'm going to keep saying it because it's a good example, you know, like a thought experiment. Imagine right now you had um, like a million dollars in your bank account right now, all right? which makes you, of course, not to worry about bills and stuff. And because of that, you're going to have a lot of free time. What would you go and pursue? What would you pursue and learn, pursue to learn in that free time? I will, I will learn music, <laughs> violin. <laughs> I love so much. It was a dream uh, for me since childhood as well to be a musician. <laughs> but I never had the time. Uh, I would learn music, definitely. Music is an amazing thing, and it opens your senses to, to enjoy life more. I think so. So I, for me, um, music changed the way I look to life and changed my mood totally. So I, um, I like so much to, to learn uh, how to play music alone by my own. This I want to do. I'm trying. I'm already taking some lessons, but actually <laughs> not much progress. <laughs> but I'm trying. Well, yeah, I mean, everything takes time. I mean, but uh, you surely can, I mean, get to the level you want, of course, with enough time. But yeah, it's, it's completely possible. And um, with that being said, with everything that's been uh, said and done in, in this episode and also to conclude all we discussed, give us a roadmap for someone who is zero in visual arts and design and wants to get to the place you are in terms of skill set, like where to start, best tools, softwares, books, courses, anything, like from zero to where you are when it comes to like painting. Uh, give us a, road, a step-by-step roadmap if you could. Um... I would say start with simple material, um, like for example, pencils, uh, color pencils. And nowadays there are lots of um, ed educational videos online, but honestly, I prefer to find a good uh, academy or a good uh, art teacher. Honestly, I, I, this is really my advice. Avoid taking um, tips from here and there, from here and there, from here and there, because not all of them are amazingly correct. Uh, the correct, you will find it in, in Good Art Academy or in, uh, in a, with a good teacher, like real courses, real drawing courses. So start with simple materials like pencils, charcoal, with a real teacher, <laughs> not online only, uh, in a good academy, 
and practice a lot practice 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 like if you want really to draw you have to to do it every day as much as you can Uh, but also practice correctly in the right way this is the right way with a real uh, teacher it's okay it can be online but a real um, a real um, artist not not only a video from here and another one from there then you combine them together that would would complicate the the life more will not make it easier and that's why exactly why i thought to do this book I'm, i was talking to you about it's a, a a small booklet yes but this is what i want to do to write how to do your own education and art um, simplified and a good thing um, also to a book to read. I, al- I was always depending on Andrew Lumi's books. Uh, one of them is Successful Drawing. Another one is How to Paint, I think, How to Draw Head and Hand. Uh, Andrew Lumi's books are amazing, are amazing. And they are really, really good reference. Until now, it's my reference. Uh, another book, comp- of course, another thing you have to, to know a lot about is composition. Uh, I have a book. Its name is Mastering Composition. It's a really good book. Uh, what else? Um, these are the things. Uh, Andrew Lumi's books um, about color. Read a lot about color wheels, the relationship between colors. Um, is really, really important. But I prefer if someone like really, really beginner is to start only with pencils. Um, and, and that's it. <laughs> All right. I think that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us. And where can people find you if they wanted to message you or had a question? Uh, on Instagram, I, I always answer the questions through my Instagram account, which is Russia Alim, and, and my website. But actually, I, I will update my website soon. <laughs> um, um, these two, these two, um, I, I always answer through my email as well, and it's mentioned on my uh, my Instagram account. All right. Of course, I obviously will mention, like, tag you in the posts and everything when I post this stuff on the podcast page, you know, so people can easily find you there. And well, I think that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us and see you, see, see you guys in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye.